Hallelujah, oh, 
thank you. This is my song. This is my song. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. For everything you've done. This is my song. Amen. 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 Good evening, everyone. Good to see those of you who are online. <laughs> Greetings from, you know where I am, where I am. <laughs> Good to see everyone who has called in today. Bella, Esther, as always, Mommy Adidiba, Kali, Natalia, Amanda, and to others who are in here who haven't really said hello. But it's good to see everybody online. Um, my name is Atoke Israeli Siave, and um, for those of you who may not know, um, in Kingdom culture at the moment, we are in a 10-day period of um, consecration to the Lord, praying and fasting. And... Um, Every third Saturday, maybe once a month or every two months, Captivating Women have a meeting. So we're doing this together um, alongside the consecration meeting. So this is not just for women, it's for 
men and women, boys and girls, everyone all together. So I'm just going to take a few moments and just invite the presence of God and just spend some time praying um, before we get into the, the, the word for today. But please do share, share the video, let people know that we are live and we would love to see everybody join. Like I said, this is not um, confined to just the ladies. Amen, amen, amen. Let's just spend some time with God's presence. Father, we want to say thank you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your, for your loving kindness. Thank you for your compassion. We exalt your holy name. We, we, we reverence you this day. We reverence you this day, almighty God. This is the day that you have made and we choose to rejoice. We will rejoice and we will be glad in it. We exalt your holy name. We bless you. We bless you for life. We bless you for strength. We bless you and we say thank you for your spirit that is at work within us to will and to do of your good pleasure. We thank you, God. We bless you. We worship you. We lift our hands to you, to the great I am, to the one who gives life. Wherever you are, if you have breath in your lungs, can I just ask you to just turn your gaze onto God? You know, whenever we come for meetings like this, I know that there is one person speaking, but I want our gaze to actually be on God um, this evening and not on on who you can see on your screen. So Holy Spirit, we just invite you into the meeting today. We ask your presence will saturate us, your presence will fill us, that our lives will be changed and we will not go back the same in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Great, great, great stuff. Okay. Um, so we're gonna get into the business of today. Um, for those of you who, may or may not know like i said the theme the theme for tonight is the complete woman but this can apply to men women you know whoever you are um so um whenever you hear the word complete what comes to mind you can type good to see you kali thank you very much bella <laughs> give god all the praise um when you hear the word complete what actually comes to mind um, when I was when I when this theme came to my mind, sometimes as as human beings, as women, sometimes when we we hear complete, we think of perfection. We think we have to we think we have to meet a certain standard for us to be complete. But tonight, I'm praying and I'm hoping by the grace of God, I will be able to through the help of the Holy Spirit show you that you are actually complete just as you are if you're a child of God and if you're living according to God's will that you are complete just as you are just as you are even if you feel like you're not complete you are whole thank you very much Nata, um, Gabriella um, wholeness um, wholeness points towards being complete and it does not have to mean perfection it doesn't have to be perfection I don't know how many of you have ever heard this phrase um, that, that was a complete lie or that was a complete blunder so using those words together doesn't mean that that blunder was perfect or it's perfect to lie but it tells you that there was there was wholeness in that blunder there was wholeness in whatever not whatever was done so can, I, can you just can i just in the comments and just say i am complete i want you to think about that and say those words i am complete i am complete in god i am complete in christ I am complete. So looking at the dictionary meaning of complete, it means that you're having all the parts or pieces to make something whole. 
you have all the parts to make something whole. And one of the things I want to mention today is that the way God sees completeness is different from the way man sees complete. Yes, yes, Esther, I am complete. Yes, Antonella, I am complete. It doesn't matter what society says. Yes, Kali, I am complete. Yes, Gabriela, I am complete. Sometimes we need to repeat these words and we need to say over and over. Um, in the book of Joshua, you see the Bible says that you should meditate upon these things day and night. Sometimes you need to ruminate, you need to speak these words, you need to say them over and over and over i am complete in spite of what i can see because we define ourselves based on what god says and not what society says not even what we think about ourselves because we did not make ourselves i am complete um so to be complete means having all your parts all pieces together hello brother tony good to see you and um, that makes something whole yes even as men we we, we are we are all complete in god um, the way society defines completeness is, um, so you see somebody um, who has just finished university and maybe they don't have a job. Society looks at that person like, oh, what are you, what are you missing? You're not complete. You're not actually working. You haven't got a job yet. Or you may have a job. Yes, Carmen, you are complete. You may have a job, but it's not the kind of job that you want. So maybe you studied some high, you know, high degree at university and then you come out and then you're doing, um, some very minutiae type jobs, things that are, you feel like are beyond what you have studied. And people see you and think, actually, maybe you really aren't complete, but I want to show you that you really are in spite of and despite. Um, so society can say that a woman is complete because she's married and then, or maybe even in the, in the marital home, you can see some people say, oh, maybe this woman is not complete because she hasn't got a child. And all these things are, 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 um, are fashioning and and training our minds and how we see ourselves um, is affected. So I want to give a few examples um, as to I want to give a few examples um, as to a few a few things um, with us as as no. A few things to us as women. Um, so, for example, a society can look at a at a grandmother or a mother um, who has been in a. Sorry about that. Sorry about that, everyone. Um, so, so society may look at at a, maybe like a grandmother. Um, whose husband is still alive and they have grandchildren and the children and they all take a selfie together They all take a picture together and everything looks all all good and they see that picture and they say that oh This is a very complete picture But that's not really it and then you see another woman who maybe has never been married Doesn't have any children doesn't have any spouse. How does society look at that woman? But how does God actually see those two women? Is one more complete in God's eye? Is one less complete in God's eye because they have what in quotes makes society or society calls completeness? So as I'm speaking, I want you to look at your life. What do you feel like you have that somebody else has, but you see them as complete, but you see yourself as not complete? So a woman who has gone through a very traumatic uh, breakup or like a divorce or separation may feel like, oh, I was complete in this season, but now I'm not complete. But no, we are here to break those tables. We're here to to redefine completeness totally. And I hope somebody's getting me. 
Um, and another example with regards to marriage, I'll move on from marriage in a second, but a woman who has been struggling to conceive um, or who has had multiple miscarriages, or even a, even a man, you know, in, in his own marital home, they cannot have children at this point in time, and they see their family as not complete because they are unable to conceive. But is that really is that how God really sees you? Or is that how society sees you? The Bible talks about how our minds should be renewed. We should not conform our minds to the way the world thinks. When you conform your mind to the way the world thinks, you'll begin to see yourself through the lens of the world, which is very dangerous and it's very risky. We need to begin to readjust and turn our minds to the way God sees us. Romans 12 verse 2, if you can have that, you can just put the banner on. You don't have to put the full scripture on there. It says that, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and prove what is the good, pleasing and perfect will of God. Romans 12 verse 2. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The word of God is actually what you and I need to see ourselves as whole, to see ourselves as complete. It says when you have had your mind transformed, when you've had your mind renewed, you'll be able to test and approve what is good, what is pleasing, what is perfect. One of the reasons I believe that some of us see ourselves as less than God sees us is because we are not, our minds have not yet been conformed. Our minds have not yet been trans, trans, um, transformed and translated to the way God sees. So spending time in scripture, spending time in the word of God does something to your mind. Instead of spending your time watching some fancy movies that tell you some fairy tale that doesn't even exist in the real world, get real world, get in the scripture. What does God say about you? Even in, in quote, your lack of, in your, in your state of lack, I will still show you that God still sees you as complete. Now, Speaking about completeness, I know at the very beginning I mentioned that being complete, you have um, having all the pieces and having all the parts to make something whole. There is a scripture or an example I want to give us. This is a very common scripture. It's the issue is the woman with the issue of blood. It's a very common, um, very common scripture, um, and that is found in the book of Mark, chapter five. I hope you're all being blessed. Um, and if you haven't shared already, please share, 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 share. Mark chapter 5 so that other people can be blessed and there will be no competition in the body because everybody will see themselves as complete and will all see ourselves as whole. The woman with the issue of blood in the book of Mark chapter 5. Do you realize that completeness does not necessarily mean that things have been added to you? Completeness could mean that something is being taken away from you. To be complete does not always mean that God is adding something to you. To be complete could be a state of him taking something away from you. So the woman with the issue of blood, um, she had this issue for, you can read that from verse 29. She had this issue for um, so many years. And she kept on saying in her heart, thanks, Chrissy. Don't worry, it's fine. You can just leave the, the, the banner. I'll let you know if I want the scripture up. Um, so the Bible talks about she had been bleeding for about 12 years um, and she was under so much agony. See, this in this example, um, this lady 
had an issue of blood and she was bleeding for 12 years and it caused her grief. In her own case, because it was something obvious, she knew, it says in verse 26, that she had borne much agony. There was so much pain she was going through. But do you realize that in some cases, there are some things that we, you and I have that we don't realize. We think those things are good, but we don't realize that those things are actually putting us under strain, under stress, under agony. It could be certain jobs. It could be certain relationships. It could be certain financial commitments. It was obvious in this scripture, it was obvious with the woman with the issue of blood because she was losing life and she could point to that thing because she could see it every month, but not every month, every single day. She could see herself losing blood every single day. But you and I might be in situations or circumstances that something needs to be taken away from us for us to be made whole. And I'm, I'm going to show, show this to you. The Bible says that um, when she heard about Jesus, she said, if I can only touch. Verse 29 says, immediately her bleeding stopped. She sensed in her body she was healed. Immediately the, 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 the bleeding stopped. It says that in King James, it says that the fountain of her blood dried up and she felt in her body she was healed of that plague. And he said unto her, daughter, your faith has made you whole. For somebody here, your wholeness, your completeness may, may lie on you actually letting go of something. You know what? There are some things that, my, uh, for those of you who are parents, or no, you don't have to be a parent. All you need to be is you, you should have had like maybe a parent figure or an adult figure in your life when you were growing up. There are certain things that you thought you needed, but that adult figure, that parent figure said to you, no, that thing is not good. That friend is not good. That relationship is not good. And that thing was taken away from you for a season. So, for example, maybe you have exams coming up and all you want to do is play and play and just spend time from the TV and just go out to parties. Or, but when those things are taken away from you, at that point in time, you may feel like, oh, I'm being, I'm being suffered, I'm being treated wrong. But do you realize that those things being taken away from you is to make you complete, is to make you whole? So I'm saying that to say this, that when it comes to being complete, can we trust God to say that God, Job says, you give and you take away. Blessed be your name. So a state of completeness cannot be God always adding things to us. A state of completeness can be and should be, in order to balance the equation, God also taking away from us. And then we will still say, blessed be the name of the Lord. So in this case, something was taken from this woman. And then after that thing was taken away, she was then made whole. I pray that... My, myself, yourself, whoever is watching right now, that something needs to be taken away from our lives for us to receive total wholeness, total completeness in, in a certain area that God give us the grace. It can be very difficult, especially if it's something that we love, something that we are used to, something that gives us, gives us pleasure. With the woman with the issue of blood, this was a thing that brought her pain. But you know, God is not really bothered in cold, whether it's something that gives you pain or gives you pleasure. So he's not going to say, oh, I'm only going to take away the things that give you pain. He can take away the things that give you pleasure as well if it is detrimental to your completeness and to your wholeness. At the end of the day, God has a big picture. So can we have our hearts open to God and say, God, let your will be, let your will be done. You know, free my mind. Some of us, we have certain thoughts, certain grudges, unforgiveness. I know we always speak about unforgiveness, but that's a very big one. It's a very big one. You know, things like malice and all that. Ask God to just free God, take this away from me. Some of you would, some of you will be so amazed as to the person, as to the man, as to the woman you will become when things like unforgiveness, malice, envy, those things are taken away from you. 
And like I said, it doesn't even have to be a sin. It could be things like a job. It could be things like a relationship, like a friendship. But those things are, are holding you down. Um, but God help us in Jesus' name. Another thing I want to speak to us about today when it comes to completeness is sometimes we think that we are complete because we're busy. We, we see the, the man, we see the woman who has so many businesses and we say, that person is complete. I want to have what they have. Their diary is full. They are doing this. They are doing that. I want to be like them. They are complete. They have it all together. But completeness and wholeness does not equate to busyness. The story of, um, of uh, Mary, Mary and Martha, I'm going to read it very quickly. You don't have to, you don't, actually, Chrissy, do you mind showing this on the screen for us, please? Um, if this is from the book of Luke chapter 10. The story of Mary and Martha. Luke chapter 10 from verse 39. I'll read from verse 38. I want you to, to listen to this very carefully because, and I'm going to show you a personal story of my life as well. Some people look at people who are homemakers, who are full-time, I don't know if there's anything like full-time mothers or full-time fathers because whether you work 10 jobs, you're still a full-time parent. But sometimes people look at the, 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 the person who is a stay-at-home parent and they're like, okay, you're doing a great job. And then you see the woman who, or the, or the parent who is like taking care of their children, but is also, also has a job out there. And you're like, wow, I want to be like you. You're my inspiration. No, why, why, why? Why does the business mean completeness? Why does the, the person who has so much on their diary, so much on their plate, look like the one who is complete? Like I said to us from Romans 12 verse, to let our minds be renewed. So let me just read the scripture. Thank you, Chris. Let's just read that scripture, Luke chapter 10. It says that, I'm reading from the Berean study. It says that as they traveled along, Jesus entered the village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary, and she sat at the Lord's feet listening to his message. Verse 40 says that Mary was distracted by all the preparations that she made. And she came to Jesus and she said, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve me alone? She was, she was doing so much. She was chopping this, chopping that, squeezing oranges. You can, you can equate that to the different things we do in our lives, business, family, children, church, everything. She was so busy. And verse 40, 41 and 42, really, this one hits me hard. Verse 41, Jesus Christ said unto her, it says, Martha, Martha, you are worried and you were upset about many things. Verse 42 threw me on the floor from the Berean story. It says, but only one thing is necessary. Guys, that phrase delivered me. He said, but only one thing is necessary. In my life, it could just be only one thing that is necessary. And that's what makes me complete. In the, my, the next person's life, it could be multiple things that makes them complete. So it could be that they need to have a business. It could be that they need to run 10 businesses, but it doesn't matter. My own is, this is my one thing. He says, he says, but only one thing is necessary. For Beverly, it may be 10 things that are necessary and that's what makes her complete. For me, Mary, it could be that it's only one thing that makes me complete. It could be that being a stay-at-home mom, a stay-at-home dad is what makes me complete. That one thing is what is necessary. 
um, you can go on to, on to full screen. Um, I'm not going to turn into that scripture, but there was a, there's a scripture, um, you can turn that in your own spare time. You can just write it across so people can remember. Um, Matthew 25, verse 15 to 16. It says that Jesus Christ was talking about the parable of the talent. And he says, to one, he gave five talents, to another, two talents, and to another, one talent. So, you know what? You are complete with your one talent, if it's only one talent that you've been given. If you've been given two talents, you are complete with your two talents. If you've been given five talents, you are complete with, that five, with the five talents. The Bible says that he who had five talents went at once, at once and put it to work and gained more. He gained five more. So completeness is not numbering the amount of things that I have been given. It's not saying that because I've got one, I'm not complete. And the person who has five is complete no god doesn't count that way yes yes antonella to each their own measure in god's in god's in god's equation one plus one is not two one plus one can be one one plus one can be zero one plus one can be a million a thousand years can be a day so he's the way he calculates is not the way we calculate so i said i was going to give you guys an example about my own personal life so but some of you may know that I'm a doctor um, by profession. And you know how it is, you know, in, in career, you know, there are career ladders and we send emails. And every time you send an email, you sign with your signature in terms of your, your degrees. So every time I sign, all I'm signing with is Bachelor of Medicine and Bachelor of Medicine and Surgery. And then when I became a GP, I did my own GP um, degree to that. So it was MB. MBCHP plus MRCGP. But that was not enough for me. I started receiving emails of this person that will have MBCHP, MRCGP, FRCGP, Diploma in Public Health, Diploma in de um, Dermatology. All these emails. Hey. Eh? And I look at my own email. Just one small name. In fact, the longest thing there was Israeli service. That was what was giving my email signature bulk. <laughs> Good to see you, Reverend Shekel. What was given my email book was not even the things as it was my surname. But you see all these fancy people just write, they'll just splash all their degrees, you know, at the end. And I was like, I, I, I want to have more things, not because I really cared about, you know, improving my knowledge, but I just wanted to have more degrees at the end of my name. And so there was a particular thing I was interested in, which was dermatology. Um, I wanted to learn more about dermatology, about skin conditions, and you know, help that to improve. Yes, come entitled to improve my 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 consultations with patients because you know, we should see a rash. There's so many rashes. You need to know which one is what, which one is cro cro. To use Nigerian terms, for is eczema. You know, so I could have done all that without actually going on a course, going for a diploma. But I said I want to get that title. So I spoke to my husband. You could tell that he was suspecting that this woman is not going to finish this course. He just knew. Full-time mother, full-time wife, full-time doctor, full-time pastor. Doing this, doing that, he just said, are you sure? And I was like, I came with the whole thing. I feel God is saying. I came so defensive to him. I didn't give him room to tell me no. So I said, we need to pay the deposit. The deadline is tomorrow. This was 24 hours. Um, before the deadline. So he was like, if that's what you want to do, fine. God bless him. So I signed up for the course. Didn't even know what I was getting myself into. And then the first, the next day, they sent me course information. I was to do some research, write essay, do this. Basically, every single day there was work to be done. 
when I received the course outline, first of all, I didn't even understand anything that I was seeing. I didn't, I didn't understand the basics there. And I realized that everything else was going to suffer. So I said to myself, because by this time I was quite embarrassed, I was a bit ashamed to go back to my husband to say, actually, I, I was too forward. Um, so I, I was forcing myself. So I would try and read when everybody's asleep. I was getting very tired. My brain wasn't functioning. And I was, you know, I'm sorry, I have to quit this thing. Some of us end up quitting things. We start things that we cannot finish because we are striving to be what we really aren't. Take your five talents and run with it. So at the end of the day, I had to quit the course. And I said to them, please, can I have my money back? Because I started finding excuses as to what, what I, I, I needed to tell them that your course is too, this is too, that. And they're like, please, don't even disturb us. Your deposit is gone. Some of us end up doing things and stressing ourselves because we want to be complete. But no, busyness does not equate to completeness. Titles do not equate to does not equate to completeness. The title misses does not make you complete. The, the 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 title mother or father is not what makes you complete. The title grandmother or grandfather is not what makes you complete. The title wife of this 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 that or husband of this this that that is not what makes you complete. What makes you complete is your five talents, your two talents, your one talent, or even your half talent. Whatever it is that God has placed on the inside of you. Just, just run with it. Yes, yes, Reverend Shagun. Take your five talents and run with it. And if it's one talent you have, you know, be bold with your one talent. Like, stretch your stuff. Yeah, I've got one talent. Yeah, so what? You manage your own five talents. That's that's cool. There is no competition. There is no envy. God knows why he has given me one talent. And so, since then, I, I, I decided to mind my business. And I'm not envious or trying to strive to have more degrees at the end of my name. If that time comes, that's fine. But right now, I'm just content with where God has placed me. And I'm like, I don't need to prove to you that I'm intelligent by going on a course. And then maybe I would have issues at home with my family, with my children, with my spouse, with church, with ministry, with all that, all that God has called me to do because I want to get titles. So God deliver us in Jesus' name. So I want to bring it to us, you and I, practically now, how you can look at yourself and see... I want to actually show you and prove to you that you are actually complete right now as you are in your current state as long as you meet these two conditions number one you are a child of god and number two you are right in his will i want to show you that you are complete number one if somebody can write that down for me you are actually complete in your current state in spite of what you can see despite what you're going through if you are one a child of god and two you are currently in his will there is a woman who is, I call her the woman, the woman of all women. She is Mary, the mother of Jesus. In fact, she is such a mother of all mothers, a woman of all women, that um, in the book, in the book of Luke, chapter one, when the angel begins to announce her, he says, um, in Luke chapter one twenty eight, you don't have to turn, you don't have to turn the Chrissy. It says that an angel came to her and said, Hail, you that are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you amongst women. I love this. I love this verse so much. I'm, I'm going to show you this. Just stick with me. Luke, Luke 1 28. An angel appears to Mary, a virgin. She's not a missus. She's not a missus. She's not married. She does not have children. She comes from Nazareth. 
The Bible talks about how Natalia said, can anything good come from Nazareth? So she was from a lowly background. In fact, she didn't have much of a reputation. But he defines her and he says that you are favored and you are blessed among, among women. So amongst the different category of women, amongst the women who have all the degrees, Chrissy, I'll tell you when to go on the screen. Amongst the women who have all the degrees, amongst the women who have all the, all the accolades or, or men, amongst all the people that have all the this and all the that, I still see you. I see you as you are. And in your current state, I still classify you as blessed amongst every other person. That blew my mind. Because she was a child of God and she was banked in in the will of God. Let me show you a few things about Mary that can point to you, both male and female. Number one, as part of my proof that you are complete. The Bible says that, and also when she gets to Elizabeth's house, Elizabeth says the same thing as well. Elizabeth says, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. That's in Luke 142. Now, for starters, Chrissy, you can show us the screen, please. Um, Luke 1, 26. The Bible says that an angel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth. And remember, just leave that on, on that, that screen on. But remember in John chapter 146, there was a man called Nathanael. And he said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Ah, but the complete woman, the woman who God sees as complete, is the same woman who came from a lowly place, who came from, who, who was in Nazareth. She was in the place and they said that, can anything good come out of this place? You come off the screen. So who feels like you are, who feels like you are not complete because you were poor? <laughs> because you don't have enough in your bank account? Because of the back, the family background that you were born into? Because of the kind of job that you have? <laughs> the woman of all women. I hope that English is correct. The woman of all women. If it's not correct, shout out in the comment section before I carry on saying it. The woman of all women, the one who was blessed amongst all, she was blessed amongst the, the Joannas, amongst those who had the riches. She came from, she was in Nazareth. You are complete woman. You're a complete man. Not because you live in a nice house. Not because you live in a mansion. You are complete, not because you're not, you're not squatting. You are complete as you are. You are complete in your current state. So he goes and finds her in Nazareth. And he calls her complete. He calls her favored. He calls her whole. Verse 27. Don't have to turn there. Verse 27. It says he goes to a virgin. This is where titles come in. Some people feel like I, I don't have a mouth. I don't have a I don't have a say in society because I am I've never been in a relationship. I'm not married, or maybe I'm single, or I'm divorced, or I'm separated. I've come to tell you, I've come to break that table by the grace of God. You are complete. Every, any divorced woman here, raise your hand. Say, I am complete. Any single woman here, raise your hand. Say, I am complete. Any separated woman here, raise your hand. Say, I'm complete. Any married woman, raise your hand and say, I'm complete. Any single, whatever your category is, you are complete. So it's not about your marital status. He goes to a virgin. 
a woman who had never known a man some people i know these days you know people look down on people who are still virgins or whatever i don't know i don't know what's happening but can you wear your if, if that's who you are wear it with pride don't anybody make you feel less than you are you are complete okay yes uh-huh i'm divorced i'm still complete i'm separated i'm still complete i'm married i'm still complete you are not any less or any more complete than the other woman because of the ring on your finger he goes to a, a woman a virgin a woman who has never been married before and he says you amongst even the married women amongst even above elizabeth elizabeth herself testifies to that mary and says you mary you are blessed amongst all of us so can you can you look at yourself and, and just begin to say i am complete the next the next point i want to show you still keeping this screen you don't have to turn the scripture because i'm just going to be picking so many verses from here is um it says that she was espoused to a man whose name was joseph of the house of david now the house of david represents a lineage of kings we don't know mary's background it, we don't know in, okay there's there's a genealogy or that shows her and all that but it says that Joseph was of the house of David. He came from a kingly priest, a, a kingly lineage. But God attached her to that. And so, don't can you stop feeling out of place when, when God elevates you to where you ought to be? Don't bring yourself down. So God, God wants to elevate you. He wants you to get married, or He wants you to get a job in this place. He wants you to, He wants you to ride with the high and mighty. And then you look at yourself. But, oh, but I'm from this. I'm from Nazareth. I'm only a virgin. No. It says that she was espoused to a man from the house of David, from the house of kings. And she was not ashamed. She was not afraid to be. She was not intimidated. So don't let your, your background intimidate you. Don't feel like you're not good enough. If God wants, let God elevate you. And don't say, oh God, like Gideon, oh, but my clan is the smallest. We are the smallest, but this. Allow God do his job because God sees you as complete. And the complete woman, I'm going to round up soon too because we're going to pray. And the complete woman is not a woman who is popular. I want to, I want to, I want us to, to stew on this, on this, on this for, for, for a moment. I want us to stew on this for a moment. There are people who have raised and have birthed greatness. For example, how many of you have seen maybe Rev's dad or Rev's mom coming to preach multiple times on, on KCM, but you see Rev every time preaching? If you were to say who is more popular, you would say maybe the person that we can see on screen. But what about the person at the background whose face you don't see? Some of you look at yourself as less than complete because people don't see your face, people don't hear your name. But that's not how God, that's not how God rolls. When the angel went to Zechariah, you don't have to turn there. The Bible introduces him and says, calls his name point black. He says it goes to a priest called Zechariah. But when he gets to Mary, he started saying story. He says, so he went to the city of Galilee to a virgin espoused to a, a, a man called Joseph, house of David. And then he later then calls her name. He says, and the virgin's name was Mary. Let me explain what this means. If Mary was known, if she was so popular then, 
in my, this is my opinion, this is just my, my thinking, because the first, when the Bible was describing Zacharias in Luke 1, 5, it just point in the, it just says, there was in the days of Herod, the king of Judah, a certain priest named Zacharias, that was it. But when they come to Mary, they have to give us a bit of a background because we don't really know this lady. We don't know where she's coming from. Another example, so for example, um, if people want to introduce, maybe there's a meeting. I know people don't really like this guy, but let me just use Trump because he's very, he seems to be quite popular. You don't need to be saying the president of the, the ex-president of the United States. All you need to do, you can do the introduction if you want, but all you need to do is to call his name and people either begin to clap or people begin to boo. Either, either whichever way you, you fall. But there are some, some of us, they have to explain us first. They have to say, she's a this, she's a that. She's... Because if they just call your name, blah, if they just call your name first and they explain you after, there will be no applaud because people are like, who is she? <laughs> eh? I've not heard her name. Felicia? Felicia who? I don't know who that is. That was the case of Mary. They had to give us a bit of a background. They had to explain her a bit. So, woman, you are not less complete than the woman who doesn't need any explanation. So you go for a meeting and, and you know, maybe there are two, for those of you who are going to be ministering, you're ministering alongside a very popular man or a very popular woman of God. And in fact, they say, this woman, this man needs no introduction. And it's true, but you, you need introduction because nobody knows you. Mary needed an introduction, but in God's eyes, she was still very complete. So it does not matter whether you need introduction doesn't matter whether people know who you are, whether you're popular. Completeness is not about who is known and who is not known. It's about what God says and who God knows. A complete woman can also be a woman who is struggled. Christy, can we show this, please? Because sometimes, this is um, verse 29, Luke 1, 29. I want to show this to you so that you know. Yes, Gabriela, God knows you. I want to show you this scripture so you don't feel like, you know, um you don't feel like the complete woman is a woman who has no issues luke 129 it says and when she saw him she was troubled at his saying so being 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 a complete woman does not mean that you never hear bad news being a complete woman does not mean that you will not hear fearful news being a woman a, a, a complete woman doesn't mean that you will not get you will not be shaking at certain points it doesn't mean that you will not in court doubts I'm not saying we should doubt because, you know, God expects us to have faith at all times. But I'm saying that a complete woman is not the woman who is always having faith. No. The complete woman is the woman who, like Sarah, can, can hear God say that you will have a child and you will laugh because you're like, this is crazy. A complete woman can be a woman who hears news and, and, and trembles and runs and says, oh, what do I do? Because Mary, the complete woman, she ran to Elizabeth's house. She didn't know what to do. She was confused. She didn't have all the resources. A complete woman is not a woman who has all the resources. When Jesus Christ was going to be born, they didn't have a place to, to give birth to Jesus. They had to give birth to him in a manger. So you are complete as you are, despite in court your lack. So can I just hear you say, I am complete? So the next time you open your wallet, and your wallet is lacking i am still complete because like i said from romans 12 verse 2 we don't think we are our minds are being renewed and being transformed and his ways are not our ways his thoughts are not are not our thoughts 
So the next time you are a bit shaken and a bit troubled by a certain news, you're going to say that I am complete. And verse 34, um, you don't have to turn there, but she was saying, how shall these things be? Seeing that I know no man. A complete woman can also be a woman, a complete man, a complete human being, a complete child of God can also be a person who in court lacks the resources and says, God, I don't know where to turn to from here. God, I don't know where to go. That is a that is that is complete. You are still complete in the midst of your in quote lack of completeness. We're gonna pray in a second. Chrissy, can you just help me with the with the sounds? Um, with the sound. We're gonna pray. We're gonna pray in a moment. And I want you to begin to look at your life. I want you to begin to look at your life and say, I am who God says I am. I am what God calls me. I am who he says I am. I am what he calls me. The Bible says in Genesis 1.31, he says, And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. We're just going to spend a little time praying. Chris, can we just have an instrumental at the background playing? God sees you. He sees you because he made you. And he says, behold, it is very good. God sees you and he says you are complete. In spite and despite. So let's just have our hearts open up to God right now. I say, God, just fill me with your spirit. Some of you need to say, God, complete me because your, your, your perception about yourself is so broken. Your image, your self-esteem, your 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 self-image is so is so is so destroyed and so. But there's no point us going into a time of consecration and fasting if you see yourself as as nothing. If you see your walk with God as just going through the motions, so why are you fasting? Why are you praying? Why are you seeking the face of God when you see yourself as nothing? God wants to God wants you to see yourself as complete. So wherever you are, just raise up your hands to God and just begin to let his presence take it all in. Just take it all in, in his presence. Take it all in. Lord, we see ourselves as you see us. I want you to cry out to God wherever you are. For every man, every woman who feels broken. For every man, for every woman who feels broken. Who you feel like you've lost the thing that made you complete. Where you feel like you've lost yourself. You look at yourself in the mirror and you don't like what you see. You, you, you don't recognize yourself anymore. You don't feel whole. You feel missing. Some of you, you might have given yourself to certain things. And since that day, you haven't felt yourself. There is power here today. I tell you, there is power here today. The, the Holy Spirit is able to reach out to you wherever you are. All I ask and all we ask, all he's asking that you open up your heart and, and, and just let him in. He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. I 
I stand at the door and knock. If anybody hears my voice, opens i will come in and i will dine with him god wants to dine with you god wants to sup with you because you are complete come on just take it in just let the holy spirit do his work in you you are complete you are complete you are complete We're not going to be here for long, so I want you to make the most of this Kairos moment. I want you to make the most of this moment right now. You are complete. You are complete. Even in your state of, in quote, God, how shall these things be? He still recognizes you as complete. In your state of coming from Nazareth, in your state of not being popular, of not being known, he still sees you as complete. In your state of not having titles, that's not how God rolls. He's not, he does not think like man does. You are still complete. He still calls you complete. Feel us, oh God. Feel us, Holy Spirit. Feel us, Holy Spirit. For everyone who, who feels broken right now, I just pray over you, my God. For every man, every woman who feels incomplete, who feels broken because of the things that you've gone through, because of the things that have happened to you, receive wholeness in the name of Jesus. Receive wholeness. Receive wholeness. It does not matter how long you have, you have dealt with that thing. The woman with the issue of blood had something that had broken her for 12 years and jesus christ stepped into the picture he stepped into and in in a moment of time she touched the hem of his garment and she was made whole she was made whole just reach out to christ right now reach out to the holy spirit wherever you are right now and just 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 pull on him pull on him I want you to pray as well. Um, I think at the very beginning I spoke about sometimes removing of things can be what leads to, your, to you being complete. It's not always about adding things to your life. And sometimes those, those things that need to be taken away can be very painful. They can be very painful. But I want us to pray to God and say, God, whatever it, whatever it is in my life, that you really need to take away in order for me to be complete god take it away and if you are here and you know that thing that needs to go but you just cannot ask god to give you the grace i'm not yet we're not here to condemn anybody but just ask him to give the grace to just let go to ask him to give you a distaste for that thing where you will not your appetite for that thing will just change ask him to give you the grace Father God, I just ask, we ask in the name of Jesus. For everything that we need to let go, that I need to let go, that as a family we need to let go, as people listening, that we need to let go of, that is an impediment to us being complete. God, we ask that you take it away in the name of Jesus. God, we ask that you take it away, oh God. We, we let go of those things. We let go of those things. We let go of those things in the name of Jesus Christ. 
Mako soteria kabasente de boshenta la baba baba baba. Rieke basente de boshenta la baba baba. Sonte de bokupo senta la baba shenta la baba. We let go of those things. Some of you God is going to begin to show you pictures, the things that you need to really let go of, the things that you need to, you need to, you just, you need to let go. He's going to begin to show you those pictures. Just say, God, I hand them over to you. For some of you, it could be relationships, it could be certain types of jobs, certain types of commitments that you have made some financial commitments that you have made that you really shouldn't have made, you know, whatever they are, just say, God, I, I let, I let it go. We let it go, God. We let it go. We let it go. We let it go. In the name of Jesus, we're also going to pray and um, we're going to ask God um, for encounter. The Bible talks about how, um, Elizabeth, um, Mary had an encounter with, with, with the angel and that encounter literally changed her life. Mary could have died an ordinary woman, but she had an encounter that literally changed her life. She had an encounter with, with the spirit's realm that in spite of her being from Nazareth, being a virgin, being a woman who was troubled at the scene, all that in a moment all that became irrelevant because of an encounter that she had so can i just ask us as we begin to wrap this up in a time of prayer that you begin to say god give me that encounter that will make that will change the way i see myself oh god Father God, we cry out to you for encounters that will change our perception as to how we see ourselves. There's somebody here, you see, you, you don't like to see yourself in the mirror, you don't like to look, you don't like to see yourself anymore. And this has been as a result of certain things that you have done or certain things that have been done to you. If that's you, just place your hand upon your eye or upon your head, just as a point of contact, if you can, if you're in a place where you can. And just say, God, change my, percept my perception of myself. Let me begin to see myself as you see me. I believe there is the work of the Holy Spirit going on wherever you are. Holy Spirit, we pray for whoever that is who doesn't like to see themselves in a mirror. And if that's you, please, if you can, send me a message. I would love to pray with you. And let's just finish this up with um, things like, you know, maybe speaking to your counseling. I just pray for that person or those people who, who cannot stand to see themselves in the mirror, who cannot stand the person that they have become. God, we pray for wholeness, we pray for healing, we pray for completeness. And they will begin to see themselves, oh God, as you see them. Let them begin to see themselves as Christ sees them. I pray that you, like you did for, for Mary and you brought her into a place where, where Elizabeth was and her, her opinion about herself changed and 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 Elizabeth began to speak words that were encouraging to, to Mary 
begin to she began to boost her confidence began to, she began to say unto to mary that you can do this god we i pray oh god for everyone who's listening who has been surrounded with voices that have choked their identity that have choked who they are that have choked their their completeness and their wholeness in you we pray oh god i pray that you begin to surround them surround every mary both male and female with elizabeth people who will who will be filled who will, who will be able to prophesy and say things that are positive to those people to the people who feel the way they feel in the precious name of jesus as i end i'm going to speak this blessing over us from luke 41 luke 141 you don't have to turn um, the chrissy it says that when elizabeth heard the salutation of mary the babe lived in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. It says that as she began to speak with a loud voice, and I speak over you today with a loud voice, and a loud voice is not, it's not about the volume of my voice that you can hear, but it's the volume of the Spirit behind this. And I speak over you right now. I speak over you right now. Everyone who's listening right now and everyone who's going to listen at some point, I speak with a loud voice, being filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit speaks and declares over you that blessed are you amongst men, blessed are you amongst women, blessed are you amongst your family, blessed are you amongst your colleagues, blessed are you in every sphere of life. I speak over your life right now that you are blessed and blessed is the fruit of your womb blessed is the fruit of your loins blessed is the fruit of everything that you will place your hands to do in your state everything that you shall produce is blessed there shall be a performance of everything that god has spoken over your life everything that god has spoken over your life is going to come to pass in jesus name and i'm going to read what mary says in response and if you have your Bible with you, can we just put that on the screen, um, Chrissy? And I want you all, I want us all to say this together um, as we, we say like Mary's response. This is a response to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Um, Luke chapter 1, verse 46. I want you to say this with boldness. I want you to say this with all authority. Luke chapter 1, verse 46, please. Thank you very much. I'm going to read from the screen as well. I'm going to read from verse, verse 46. You're going to replace Mary's name with your name. If your name is Chris, then you say, and Chris said. If your name is Drops of Gold, you're going to say, and Drops of Gold said. You can call the name of your business, your children, your family. And let's, let's go. Luke 1, 46. And Ajakeh Israeli servant, the Israeli servant household said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. For he has regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty has done to me great things. And holy is his name. Verse 50. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. 
He has shown strength with his arm and he has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. Come on, he let's say this again, verse 52. He has put down the mighty from their seats and exalted them of low degree. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has, he has helped his servant, he has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. As he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his seed forever. This we declare and this we pray in the precious name of Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. So we've come to the end of today's meeting. Don't be in a hurry to leave because once this screen comes off, I mean my face, there will be a time of worship for you to just soak in God's presence. Don't just run off from this um, from this meeting and go and start doing, stay here and do business with God. God bless you all for joining, but stay in here and do business with God. We're back again tomorrow at 1 p.m. on our channel and Monday to Friday, we will be back again at 7 p.m. For the consecration journey as we continue with Reverend Israel and of course on Saturday we have the forge which will be 12 hours of prayer on the 23rd of September and you can watch you can join in online or on site thank you so much everybody for joining God bless you I'm going to hand over to, to the media team for a time of musical interaction or in, uh, encounters with God where you just spend time with God God bless you and remember as you walk through life, no matter what you see or what you face, remember that God's word says that you are complete. God bless you all. Thank you. Bye-bye.
possibility specialist, the extraordinary strategist. We hail you, we hail you, Jesus. We hail you, God Most High. We hail you, Great I Am, the one that existed before existence. We hail you, I am that I am. We hail you, we hail. Don't let me